welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. This podcast is brought to you by my new program, High Vibe and Gut Healthy. If you're ready to get to the root cause of frustrating gut issues, this program is for you. I have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of personalized support. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and use the code podcast at checkout to get $50 off any of the program options. Let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 100th episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I am your new host for today, Connor. Hello, Connor. That sounds uh, sounds just like me. <laughs> so we're doing this episode because this is the 100th episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast, which is absolutely insane to me. I hit publish on the first episode of the podcast on the 26th of October, 2018, which by my calculations means this podcast has been running for three years and a few months because let's be honest, my math skills are not that good. That blows my mind. So to celebrate the 100th episode, we have Connor here as our special guest. Welcome. Hello. Connor is a massive help in my business, but he usually likes to stay behind the scenes. So we are very lucky to have him here today. So Connor, I'm handing the mic over to you now so that you can ask me some questions. We're going to be chatting all about business, life, travel, and whatever else comes up. Over to you. So starting from the very beginning, I guess, how did you get into nutrition in the first place? Yeah, that is a really good question. And I think I have been into nutrition really in a general sense for a very long time. And it really started for me with getting interested in losing weight. Basically, I just wanted to be super fit, lean. And I think those things were actually much more of a priority than being healthy for me. So at the time I was really into counting my macros, counting my calories, you know, tracking, weighing my food, all of that kind of thing. And I really enjoyed it and I found it really fascinating and interesting and I just really love training in the gym and sport and all of that. So that was a huge passion for me, but then I basically ended up having a massive health crash. So I ended up having thyroid issues, chronic fatigue, digestive issues. My skin was a mess. I had all of this stuff going on and that basically forced me to change my focus from focusing solely on aesthetics, which is really, to be honest, what I was doing, to actually caring about my health. And I really had to sort of uncover what was actually going on for me because 
all the basic sort of things, just some simple dietary changes, they really didn't make much of a shift. So one by one, it was for me taking gluten out. That was a place to start for me. And that that really helps. But it didn't get me, you know, all the way, of course. So there were many more things. I did gut testing and functional lab testing, all of these things actually before I was even a a practitioner. So I got to see how that shifted me. And I had the most amazing experience. I learned so much. It took me years to get to a, a really good place with my health. But by that time, I was just so, so fascinated and so interested. And on that journey, I decided to study nutrition really just to figure out what was going on with my own health. And that basically led me to where I am today. So I studied nutrition just to heal myself. And then I loved it so much that I couldn't help myself and decided to make a business out of it, basically. And perhaps a little bit about your boyfriend eating pasta and cheese every night for dinner, perhaps? (laughs) Or not? (laughs) Yeah. So... When I first met Connor, he was really into eating pasta and cheese and frozen vegetables for dinner every night. Snap frozen? Snap good, frozen. Good goodness is snap frozen. <laughs> snap frozen? I don't know. <laughs> Pretty know. much as good as, as the vegetables straight from the organic markets oh, that yeah. we, we like to eat now. So Connor has also come a very long way in his nutrition as well. So do you want to tell us about your nutrition experience? Uh, yeah, well, I guess it's, it's, it's evolved probably like yours has. And, you know, I guess I've seen the light a little bit. I'm, I'm quite driven by performance, I guess. So for me, it was quite clear from the start that eating pasta and cheese with a couple of frozen <laughs> veggies sprinkled in probably wasn't going to cut it especially as I started to get through my 20s and things like that. So got inspired by you, obviously, and started changing things pretty quickly. So for anyone listening, how can they actually start to get their partner on board with healthy eating? I would say it's probably two things. Firstly, just looking at the reason behind healthy eating, I think if it's just quite theoretical and quite grey, it doesn't really help. So I think having a solid reason to change, and it could be a problem with health or it could be trying to improve already a decent baseline. And the other part I think for me is just cooking good food. I think I'd always seen healthy eating as really boring and vanilla, even though I was eating pasta and cheese every (laughs) night. But it just, yeah, just seemed kind of tasteless and just not worth the work. So yeah, I think you cooking some pretty amazing meals probably was the, the tipping point for me. I love that. So firstly, finding out what is actually important to them, what would actually motivate them to make a change. I think that's super powerful, whether maybe for them it's aesthetic reasons, maybe it's because they want to do well in sports, maybe they want to feel really good on a daily basis or perform well at work. And secondly, making good tasting food because we don't really eat boring food, right? No. I love food. So I think food has to taste good for me anyway. I can't get away with just, okay, (laughs) Connor literally eats the same thing every night. I definitely couldn't do that. But the food that we eat is is really tasty because we add lots of good stuff in there. There's plenty of awesome, healthy ways to make things taste good. And, Human and paprika. Yeah, Connor's Amazing a huge stuff. fan. <laughs> and all that good stuff. So yeah, that's that's really good advice. I love that. Okay, after you know learning about nutrition and, and, and going through that, 
I guess, personal journey. Obviously, you started your business. So I just want to ask you a few questions about that. Firstly, the most surprising thing you've found about starting a business. I think the biggest thing that I really didn't know about when I was starting this business is how much time I would be spending on marketing and growing the business as opposed to actually seeing clients. And I do spend plenty of time in consultations with clients and writing back to emails and messages from clients and all of that. But I also spend a lot of time making podcasts, recording podcasts, doing interviews and creating content for social media and all of those kind of things. So I think really just the amount of time that is spent on marketing as opposed to just working with clients, basically. Awesome. So what would you say you are most proud of with your business? I think it's just really being able to help people. Coming from my background with chronic fatigue and all of those health challenges, I really experienced being in a place of feeling very helpless and feeling like I had to figure it all out myself. And I would have been so incredibly grateful to have been able to jump on a call with someone like me and to have been able to send messages or emails in between appointments. That would have been so, so valuable for me back in the day. So I think being able to offer that to others is pretty damn cool. And what's, if there was one piece of advice you could give everyone out there, I guess, something quite general that would benefit them a lot. What what would that be? Yeah. So there are so many different ways that I could go with this question, but I think a key piece of advice is that we are all bio-individual, which means that different things work for different people. And I think in this age of social media and a million podcasts and a million news articles and there's just so much information i think we can often see the next new diet or supplement and think that we have to go for that but firstly just knowing that you are a bio individual being and we are all different and we have different needs and we have different things going on in our bodies we have different root causes for our symptoms so to do that detective work and figure out what's going on in your body. And then also know that not every diet, not every supplement is going to be right for you. So just listening to your body and finding what is basically right for you and what it is that you need to help you overcome those symptoms and support your health. And what is next for Fran Dargaville Nutrition? More of a lot of the same, I think. I have had an awesome last year working with lots of new clients and I'm really just looking forward to welcoming more people into the business, basically supporting more people with their gut health. And I have no doubt that's going to take different forms. There may be more group programs and different things like that coming. But for now, it's really just continuing to do the work that I'm doing, which I'm really excited about. So you've had quite a few questions that have come through for this episode. And what a lot of listeners seem to be keen on is travel and advice on travel. So I'll ask you a few questions on that. So firstly, I guess the most obvious one, how, how do you stay healthy when you're traveling? And how do you, I guess, keep your traveling partner healthy as well? I think my number one tip would be to just take the routines that you have at home that have the most impact on your health, whether that is 
using a squatty potty. I'm sure you've all heard about that many times on this podcast or having a warm lemon water first thing in the morning or having an evening routine to wind down before bed. Whatever other things that have the most impact on your day-to-day life, how can you take those with you when you're on the road? And I think just sticking with these routines and doing your best to make positive food choices and moving your body every day can can really have a, a massive impact. So to name a few in particular that are likely to help you if you're listening to this, especially if you have gut or digestive symptoms and, and things like that, having that glass of warm lemon water first thing in the morning traveling can often mess with our gut motility, leave us feeling a bit bloated and blocked up and all of that. So the warmth of the water helps get our gut moving basically. And the lemon helps stimulate the production of those digestive juices as well. So that's a really, really easy one. And you might like to add in some electrolytes in there as well. So that's, that's an awesome one. And then also just Getting in some movement, I think that's one of those things that can make us feel a little bit stodgy when traveling as well, especially if you've been on a long haul flight coming from Australia, we may fly 24 hours over to Europe, which is just massive. So if you can get in some movement, just going for a walk or something like that every day, that can also have a huge impact as well. And then just some basics in terms of supplements and that sort of thing that can be really, really helpful as well. We've had quite a few bouts of food poisoning and that sort of thing over the years so now I'm very on top of it with my supplement protocol I think we're a little bit scarred from some of our experiences like the tomato salad in Morocco that was (laughs) wouldn't recommend that one bit of a laugh in it yeah (laughs) so stomach acid supplementation this is something you want to make sure is right for you it's not for everyone but that can help prevent the food poisoning as well, because it's sort of creating that acidic environment in the stomach that can help kill any pathogens. And also Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a type of probiotic as well. And you can also just get traveler's probiotics, which may help with those kind of issues too. So in summary, (laughs) squatty potty, supplements. Warm lemon water, move your body every day. So for those on a protocol when they want to travel, how does that work? And and how do you deal with trying to keep that kind of structure and discipline when you're in a completely different world? Yeah, so I guess basically to just briefly explain, many of my clients will end up being on some sort of protocol. If we do GI map gut testing or hormone testing or, or whatever it is, they will often end up on some sort of protocol, which will likely involve supplements lifestyle recommendations and that sort of thing. So if you're going on a one week holiday or something like that, or a short trip and you only get away once a year, generally speaking, I would not suggest that you do your protocol then. Ideally, if you can just start it when you get back, I think that's a great idea. Just go and enjoy your holiday and don't think about it. Do the best you can during that time and just get started on the protocol when you get back. But I know some people travel a lot for work or just are traveling all the time and just working from different places around the world. So if that's the case, in reality, there's no perfect time. And for many of us, there's no perfect time. There's always going to be some sort of event or birthday or something like that that's going to make you feel like it's not the right time to get started. So if that's the case, then you just have to pick a day and get started. So I think the key thing for doing a protocol when you're traveling is just being super 
organized. So even if you're doing a protocol from home, again, being super organized. So you can make sure that your supplements are organized and just take some time at the start of the week to lay out all your supplements, whether you use little containers or Ziploc bags or pill organizers, that can be really, really helpful for people because then you just wake up, you've got your supplements ready to go for the day. So that's always super helpful. And then looking at what else is involved in the protocol. So if there's any sort of dietary restrictions, perhaps you take some of your own food or you prepare your own breakfast. I know when we've traveled to certain places, we would stay in Airbnbs, for example, in Europe where we can just make our own lunches and dinners. And of course we went out to dinner sometimes, but sometimes when you're traveling for a longer period of time, you actually just are excited about cooking and you want to make your own food, whether it's yeah making your own food and, and meal prepping. Or- yeah, that's one of the biggest things I've found traveling. It's been a game changer, which I didn't do before I met you, is just food prepping for the the traveling itself, especially because we always seem to travel so far for so many hours, but just having good food with us that's not weird airplane microwave food is an absolute game changer. And I just, yeah, I feel so much better now in that traveling part than, than I used to. So I think that's a, that's a massive one for me. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think also there are so many times where you can just get caught out if you're not prepared. And this has happened to me a lot of times because I, I have probably been gluten free for maybe around 10 years or something now. And there have been many times where I have been traveling or, you know, on the road somewhere and there would literally not be anything that I could eat. <laughs> So after making that mistake many times and having to suffer consequences from that, I am now much, much better with with taking food. So I always have snacks, some sort of snack bars. I usually bring some sort of quality protein or snack bars or something like that from home and pick up some nuts and fruit and that sort of thing. And sometimes we'll prep meals if we have longer trips as well. So that definitely makes a huge difference. So I think it's the supplements getting organized with the food. You might have to ring ahead with restaurants and find out whether they can cater for you if you're on some sort of specific protocol. But yeah, just just being organized and thinking about what's involved ahead of time. So last question for me then, outside of travel, just in life, how do you find that balance between having fun, having a good time, but also taking care of your health and, and kind of meeting those long-term goals that you have for yourself yeah I think this is a really challenging one and I know many of my clients are navigating this journey as well so for me it's looked many different ways over the years and I think it will for all of us I think our sort of balance is always going to evolve and change depending on what we've got going on in our lives so for me when I was on this healing journey especially when I was in the thick of it and I was really, really struggling. I was very strict with my food, making sure I was going to bed early, getting plenty of sleep, doing lots of really gentle exercise, being very diligent with with my supplements and, and all of that. So at that time, that was right for me. So from the outside, it might have looked like I was being very restrictive, but that is what I needed at that time. And it didn't really feel that restrictive to me because my health really needed it. Basically, it was really important for me to do that. So that was that season of life. And then I think off the back of that, once I started to feel much better, I went a little bit the other way. And I suppose I just wanted to 
experiment between, you know, that place of restriction that I'd been in the past, I suppose there was that sort of um, that place. And then before that as well, I was, as I said, counting calories, tracking macros, all that sort of thing as well. So I'd had a lot of restriction. So, you know, I went a little bit the other way, like experimenting with having lots of raw treats and doing lots of raw baking and that kind of thing. And then went from previously not drinking alcohol for years, basically, to then going and having a couple of cocktails with my friends on a Saturday night, which is not super often because I don't like feeling like crap the next day, basically. So I think this is just experimenting with what is feeling good and what is feeling restrictive. And as I said, there are going to be seasons where you may have to be a little bit more restrictive and maybe there are seasons where you're feeling good and you can just enjoy life a little bit more and be a little bit less sort of strict I suppose and it's interesting now because after having this few years of just making fun a priority and eating lots of food that I love and being a little bit more flexible with a lot of these things I'm feeling more ready to come back into having a strength training routine in the gym and being a little bit more on top of what I'm eating. So I think it's just constantly experimenting and just finding what feels good for you at the time and knowing that sometimes we change what sort of phase we're in and that can feel a little bit uncomfortable, but just keep experimenting and see what feels good. Thanks, Fran. Thank you very much, Connor. This has been a great conversation. Do you think you'll ever come back on the podcast? Ah, look, I'll I'll consider it. Maybe for the 200th episode. Yeah. (laughs) can talk to my agents oh okay awesome love it well thank you very much and thanks for having me thank you so much everyone for listening thank you for sticking around and thank you for supporting this podcast i am absolutely stoked that we're at 100 episodes and i'm looking forward to getting to 100 more bye thanks for joining me for another episode of the high vibe and healthy podcast i hope you enjoyed it If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.